What's going on people? Welcome back to the Blockchain Enterprises podcast. I'm your host Grow Digi. The aim of this podcast is to show you how anyone can start a business, find their dream job or develop a revenue stream in this emerging blockchain industry. Most, if not all of our guests started with just an idea, a few hundred dollars and a Twitter account. Now before we meet today's guest, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Crypto.com was founded in 2016 on a simple belief that it's a basic human right for everyone to control their money, data and identity. With over 1 million users on its platform today, Crypto.com provides a powerful alternative to traditional financial services, turning its vision of cryptocurrency in every wallet into reality one customer at a time. Crypto.com is built on a solid foundation of security, privacy and compliance and their wallet allows you to buy and sell 7 fiat currencies, 53 cryptocurrencies and monitor over 200 coins all at your fingertips via their app. You can access, manage and spend your funds with their Visa card at any time and if you're interested in signing up you can use the link in the show notes to register and receive a $50 sign up bonus. That's right, $50. So go ahead and sign up for crypto.com today. Today we will be speaking with Scott Sibley, the founder and CEO of Shamari. Shamari is an educational card game helping make learn about Bitcoin a fun process and broadening the reach of educational blockchain-based material. If you're a parent with kids, this is a great way to teach them about the magical internet money that mum or dad is so fascinated with. So let's go ahead and speak with Scott and hear about his journey building Shamari. Thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, nice, nice morning here in San Diego. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Our pleasure. Um, and thanks for joining us. Um, let's jump straight ahead for, um, for the listeners out there. I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you were doing in life when you first heard about blockchain and what was your first experience in this space? Sure, of course. So um, I really got sucked in like many other people um, in that 2017, uh, 2018 bull run. Um, actually, if I think hard enough my first time hearing something around uh, blockchain I guess Bitcoin specifically it was probably um, I want to say 2012 2013 uh, I remember for whatever reason sitting on my mom's couch uh, and the news was on and I think they were talking about a Bitcoin ATM uh, being installed somewhere here in San Diego and um, for whatever reason that stuck in my head I never did anything with it obviously I wish uh, I had jumped in then at, at those prices to uh, benefit from that early timing but nonetheless that's the first time I remember hearing about Bitcoin specifically. Uh, got sucked in in the bull run. Um, ended up kind of not um, being pushed away by kind of the bear market over the past few years. And uh, between that, as well as the fact that my uh, my full time job is at an ed tech company, and we've explored different ways to incorporate blockchain into um, uh, our product, uh, which is focused on kind of lifelong learners in the way that 
you can own your rec your learning records um, across um, a continuum. So it kind of comes up in a lot of different ways on my side of things. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, in terms of like where you are now, um, you mentioned you've got an education-based game mm -hmm. called, how are you pronouncing this, by the way? Is it Shamari? Shamari? You got it right the first time, Shamari. So it's a, a mixture of Sha 256 um, and then the game of memory. So Mori. So Shamari, smash them together. Very clever. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about how this came about? Yeah. So um, as I dove down that rabbit hole over the past few years, I uh, really wanted to be more involved in the space in some way or another. Um, and as I kind of just mentioned, I'm in the, the educational space myself. Um, I have many, both my parents, uh, my mom and other family members who are educators. So I kind of gravitated more towards that educational side to be able to um, start uh, being more involved. And I said, okay, one of the biggest hurdles that I saw was just kind of general awareness um, around the space and different ways that that could come about in very simple and fun ways, which I didn't think was happening today. Um, brainstorm different ideas, um, kind of came up with a gaming concept that over the past, say, 12 or so months has gone through many iterations um, and then ultimately has kind of landed us on this final project as kind of step one to start pushing something out. Very interesting. I mean, again, one of the aims of this podcast for our listeners out there is to, you know, be inspired from the stories of people um, who are building businesses in this space. Do you want to tell us about what the process has been from the time you had the idea? What was the spark that gave you the idea and to where you are now? You mentioned that you've, you've just come to the final iteration of the product. Um, do you want to tell us yeah. a bit about that journey? You mentioned it's been like 12 months or so, so nearly a year yeah. of um, development. Yeah, of course. So uh, the hardest part of the overarching process was probably once I kind of figured out the the idea behind it was boiling it down into as simple a nature as possible so that whether it's a, a five or six year old who's coming to play the game or a 50 or 60 year old, um, they can both enjoy it, but also not have it be overly complex. So uh, where I kind of came uh, the the process uh, really sparked was when I got back to the idea that I'm personally um, not a miner myself, um, just kind of read a bunch about it, um, learning about that along with the other topics in the space. And as I started learning more and more about it, um, it kind of clicked in my head that the concept of mining, uh, proof of work mining, is really centered around two main things. Um, you have a nonce and you have a target. Um, and if those two things uh, match each other, and for lack of better words, obviously, uh, that block is mined and away you go. So once that clicked in my head, I said, okay, that that's really no different than playing the game of memory. Like we probably all uh, played at one point or another when we were a kid, where you're, you're flipping over two cards, you want to find the match of each of them. If you do, then, then those two cards are removed and you get to keep them. If not, you keep going. So I thought of that as the concept of mining and um, how your memory is really the energy um, instead of the computer mining it, um, that can kind of go through that process. And so once I got that uh, settled in my head, that kind of laid the baseline for how simple the game could be. And then from there, I kind of just laid in um, little uh, kind of uh, nuggets into other aspects around how things work. So for example, um, uh, there's uh, concepts around a hash that appears on these cards as a mine gets blocked, uh, uh, excuse me, a block gets mined. Um, your chain can get attacked if you roll your dice and the attack shows. Um, there's a difficulty adjustment, but all this is done in a very simple and, and kind of basic way where the idea is it should be a fun game. 
And then maybe whether it's, you know, 10 minutes from now or 10 years from now, the person who played it can kind of come back and say, oh, now, now, I, now I understand what that, um, that attack was actually doing um, or what that difficulty adjustment actually was when I was playing Shamari. Um, I think that's very interesting because you, you touched on a good point here. Like a lot of the, uh, the technical aspects of crypto are very difficult for the average person to grasp. Um, I mean, so I think a tool like this, especially, you know, um, if it's able to, to be used by children to learn, is great. Um, and I guess that leads us on to the next question around this. Like, who would you say is the key target market um, for your products and how are you aiming to reach them? Yeah. So I think naturally um, it would maybe be uh, the, the kind of parents who are already in, interested or involved in this space. Um, and being like, I know yourself, you, when we connected earlier, you mentioned um, both your your children, I believe, and you said your wife's a teacher. So people who kind of have a maybe general awareness already, and then also have um, kind of that younger audience to be able to to start playing the game with. But with that said, um, um, I've had feedback from not only people with kids, but people who just want to buy and play for themselves, whether you're a 20, 30, 40 year old and say, hey, uh, this looks like a fun game. I can play with my, my friends uh, during game night or, or whatnot. So it's really over the past few weeks kind of taken a life of its own. Um, and my main way of connecting with everybody that uh, really brought us to how we, we luckily got to meet is um, being able to just kind of do some hard rock mining through uh, through Twitter, uh, reach out to people and, and uh, many great uh, people in the space that are open to, to uh, connecting, such as yourself, which I'm very grateful for to both hear whether it's jumping on a podcast like this or just exchanging some DMs and hearing some feedback about the game. It's all been uh, valuable over the past uh, month or so. I mean, in terms of your experience um, on Twitter, mm -hmm. like how have you found that? Are people quite receptive when you message them? Are people quite open to talking about ideas? Yeah, for the most part, um, kind of, I uh, played around with the different ways to go at it, but in general, yeah, I kind of have a, um, a personalized message that I kind of send to people to make it feel like it's not just a, a spam. Um, and then mm -hmm. uh, luckily I'd say, um, a good majority start reaching back. Um, very few have said anything, you know, rude or, or whatnot that back. So one or two, you know, you get the bad eggs in the space. Um, but in general, uh, that's to be expected in any uh, atmosphere. But whether it's just somebody responding saying, hey, thanks for reaching out, I'll check it out. Or uh, somebody saying, oh, awesome. I, I watched the, uh, um, there's a demo video on the website. I watched the demo video, looks super cool. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and purchase it. But people have been, very receptive for those who have uh, reached back out to me. Um, I mean, for anyone out there listening, you know, this is a really good example of the, the beauty of crypto. You're able to pretty much just message anyone directly, you know, via social media, on Twitter, etc. So for anyone listening out there, you know, it's, it's well worth taking the, uh, the advice of Scott and, you know, just jumping straight in and, and messaging and marketing directly to your target market. Um, you mentioned a little bit about your educational tech mm -hmm. background. Um, can you tell us a bit about how you use the skills that you've already, you know, developed in your, you know, your work experience mm -hmm. um, and how those translated to um, developing your project? Yeah, I think there definitely is a, a great overlap. So uh, where my uh, full-time uh, day job is, is at a company called Journeys Map. Um, and very short, um, we've, we're creating, um, what we call Google Maps for learning. So instead of jumping on a map and getting driving directions from point A to point B, 
Um, we've literally created a map that goes from um, uh, your kind of pre-K or, or traditional education all the way through college, career, certification, uh, military experience, and being able to say, okay, I'm here today. I want to get there. Um, and that really circles back around to the fact that, okay, that's a very complex thing to try to figure out and uh, where it's a day-to-day -day process that we're still trying to do. We're a startup here in San Diego um, and have gotten some uh, very great feedback over the past few years. But with all that, just like I was talking about earlier with the game, where part of it was boiling it down to as simple of a nature as possible. Um, if you think about your, your lifelong learning journey, that's a very complex thing that's going to go through many zigzags, U-turns along the way and, and many different ways to get from point A to point B. Um, and part of my job um, at the company is being able to kind of uh, siphon that aspect down into a simple, hopefully, um, uh, user interface and experience that's both uh, engaging uh, and valuable to the user, which is really the same concepts that um, I'm bringing out here today. And um, part of the reason I focused on kind of the awareness factor for the game is that for our first um, use case for Journeys Map is all centered around awareness around career exploration. So just the simple notion that uh, for that individual who's trying to figure out what's next for them, step one is just engaging them with opportunities that are of aligned to their interest or skills that, that they can get, then go off and start exploring. So I saw how awareness on a career exploration side of things works so well. Um, and so I uh, had pretty high confidence that awareness in a, a blockchain or Bitcoin game um, could also be leveraged in a similar way. That's very interesting. And again, for anyone out there listening, we always recommend if you're going to build um, a business in this industry, if you're going to get work, you know, utilize the skills get skill set you've already got. You know, if you're not a developer, there's no point in you starting to learn yeah. to code just to get work. It will take you a long time, you know. But if you're a writer for your day job, you know, feel free to kind of utilize those skills in in this industry and look for something similar. Um, that leads me on to the next question. So you mentioned you've got a full-time mm -hmm. job. Um, what does a typical day or week look like for you working at Shamari? Yeah. And uh, how do you juggle with your day yep, job? So, and obviously a lot of that changed over the past uh, month or so, given the, the, the current uh, state of the world. Um, so for the day job, um, it's been, I think we're in week six now um, of a remote work from home um, aspect. Um, so I'm here at my house uh, now as we speak on this Friday. Um, uh, with my wife, I have a 10 month old as well. So it's a, a juggling act between uh, her and I to be able to uh, take care of uh, the baby as well as get our full-time jobs done during the day. Um, and then typically um, during the evenings is when I'll start kind of, whether it's just you know outreach to people on Twitter or working on something on the website or um, uh, checking something from the, uh, the manufacturing company um, that's producing the game or, or whatnot. So kind of using those evenings or um, uh, sometimes on the weekends uh, hours to be able to do little by little. And that's kind of how I attacked things over the past year or so where um, I kind of dabbled in here and there. And then over the past month, I guess part of the benefit of uh, the shift to work from home is uh, instead of using those extra free hours where we're not able to, to go outside and enjoy things to instead of. Uh, binge watching a bunch of shows I chose to kind of dive headfirst even for further into this game which really has allowed me over the past month or so to devote more free time um, to be able to do this sort of thing fantastic and again it's you know it's inspiration for our listeners out there 
you don't need to to have a lot of time free to build something up in this space even a few yeah. hours a week um be you know the start of building something and things inevitably grow from there um one of the interesting things you mentioned was around the manufacture yeah. process um is this the first product you've launched um like as a person individually or something that you've done built yeah yourself? for the for the most part um obviously i've been heavily involved in um the uh, the journeys map side of things but even that's very different in the sense that um it's a uh, a platform um like I'm, I'm not a coder um, i'm on the the uh the operations marketing sales uh side of things so that's my um focus on that around and around user experience so there is crossover between the two but as far as uh, manufacturing a physical product. Um, this is the first time um, and a, a learning experience, nonetheless, um, uh, going through that process. Most definitely. I mean, it's really interesting, especially for, you know, for anyone who's wanting to make a physical product. Like, how have you found that process of finding a manufacturer, you know, yeah. test runs, getting prototypes? changing the design it's been it's definitely been one of the more uh, challenging aspects um both because uh one like you said it's your first time so you're learning as you go um, you also don't obviously if you go down too deep in rabbit holes um uh, you can end up expending um, many more resources uh, than you ideally want to do especially while testing things out so i had to balance um kind of the especially in the prototype phases um things that i could really create on my own to kind of just get a general sense. So literally the very beginning stages, I was just uh, creating this game on uh, index cards using horrible drawings that I could uh, do to just get a, a gameplay out there that uh, we could see if it would work or not and play around from there. Um, then I moved on to using maybe more um, open source art that was out there uh, that I could find to kind of create some mock-ups um, to get some printed copies just to get a, a more formalized version. And then from there being able to, um, I ended up working with a, a designer that I'd found that um, I liked her, her work. It wasn't anything Bitcoin related. I was trying to find um, somebody who had some Bitcoin background, um, had some luck there, but then ultimately ended up going with somebody who didn't. Uh, but I liked her designs and worked with her to get some, uh, the concept out of my head um, and create it Bitcoin themed. And then from there, uh, printed off a, a prototype uh, which is what I uh, have here in, uh, in my hands. And then now, as of about a week ago, uh, the full uh, production run has begun with, um, we're in the, uh, what, May 1st, uh, should be mid-June or so, end of June, where I have those physically in my hands to be able to start sending out uh, to the people who have uh, submitted pre-orders and anybody else who comes along. Congratulations. I mean, it will be a huge achievement um, when those are delivered. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be very awesome. It was a huge, it was cool. Uh, the first time seeing uh, you have an order pop up on your phone um, a couple of weeks ago, just to see that somebody out there was, uh, uh, was actually hearing what I was saying. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a, a question I was actually just about to ask. Like um, you mentioned before we jumped on there that you'd had a few yeah. pre-orders. Like what was the feeling of when you got your first sale through um, and kind of how did that motivate you to then kind of push forward? And It was cool. It was probably about three or so weeks ago, a couple of days after I started reaching out to people. Um, it was actually probably especially cool. It happened during the, the day um, and being work from home, I was able to, I think I was in our, our bedroom doing some uh, journeys work. Saw it pop up on my phone. And uh, since I was here with my, my wife and my daughter, I was able to go out and uh, celebrate with them that small uh, kind of achievement. Uh, we took a little... 
family selfie together with the phone uh, showing the uh, kind of the order notification on it to kind of save. So it was kind of the, uh, the pandemic made it a, a special experience that otherwise if I was sitting at a desk by myself um, when it would happen. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. I mean, again, it's a special memory and, you know, you can look back maybe six months, a year's time um, and see where exactly. it all started. Um, I guess one other thing we wanted to ask, like um, in terms of your experiences and challenges you faced, um, what would be something like your most proudest achievement, um, you know, your biggest achievement, anything, something that makes you proud? I think uh, the first thing probably would have been even just the first time being able to uh, to hold the physically physically hold the game in my hand from the uh, the prototype to say, okay, I act, you know, this is something that I created. It, uh, literally came out of my mind 100% um, and if uh, I can do this even if it doesn't sell one order it kind of lets me know that okay there's there's a next step whether it's uh, something related to a, a journeys map thing that I'm working on or a Shamari thing or some other idea that pops in my head that if you have an idea in your head it, it's possible and it can come to life in, in one way or another um, that's probably the the first proud moment um, that I had and then the next things has just been uh, connecting with people such as yourselves, like I mentioned, and just hearing people uh, say how cool they think the game is and being able to say, okay, I, I in some way impacting um, a few people out there, hopefully a few people turns into hundreds and then thousands of people that are ultimately playing the game. Um, and just thinking that, okay, I could be sitting in my house and then off in uh, the UK like yourselves, or I've had an order from Australia um, and other areas around the world could unbeknownst to me be sitting there playing the game that I created down the line is a cool thing there you go and I mean especially the fact that you know you, you kids are going to be learning from this the next generation yep. so to speak um it'll be cool to know like in 10 years time they'll you know they'll remember their first experience of bitcoin and how they learn about it with a, a gaming yeah, that'd be awesome so, um, I mean, it's very inspirational, and I think one of the things I love about your story, Scott, is it, it really inspires me. You know, me and shows others out there that you don't have to be technical. Um, you don't have to launch a technical-based product to start a, a startup in this yeah. industry. And um, what advice would you give out there to listeners um, who are interested in starting their own business in in blockchain but don't know where to start? Yeah, I think you're hitting the nails on the head, but. Um, it really comes down to uh, transferability of skills. Um, and that circles back around to what I'm doing every day at, at Journeys Map, where we talk so often about your lifelong learning journey uh, is all about a transfer of skills. So I'm sure you might think that um, your job in IT today has no relation to a job in nursing, but really there's a lot of transferability of skills there. Same thing here um, to, your, to your question specifically about blockchain, where okay, whether you're technical in nature or you're not technical, you have skills that you're bringing to the table, whether it's how to market something, whether it's a creative nature, whether it's design, um, whether it's a podcast like, like you're doing here, um, being able to enjoy talking to people, that's a skill uh, that not everybody has and you're able to then spread that off to others. And so just think about the one, two, three, four things that you think you do well and then uh, come up with creative ways to, to work them into the system. Um, and then hopefully that brings some ideas. So I knew uh, that one of the skills that I could bring to the table is an ability to take something technical in nature and boil, boil it down in a simple and creative way. And whether that's related to Bitcoin and blockchain or outside, I, 
I kind of had confidence in myself to be able to know that that's a skill I have. And once I had that confidence, um, it's kind of where the game came. So anybody else can do the same thing. There you have it, folks. You know, for anyone out there who's keen to get started, you know, don't reinvent the wheel and just kind of um, focus what you're good at and then try and transfer that into crypto. Um, before we get wrapped up here, Scott, like um, where do you see the biggest opportunities for growth over the next couple of years in this industry? I think uh, the opportunities are probably endless um, for where we are at the, the stage of the game, both um, if we're talking about uh, Bitcoin specifically, um, I think we're at the one yard line uh, heading the other direction as opposed to, to going into the end zone. Um, and just hopefully bringing this awareness is going to uh, help spur that. And then if we're talking about blockchain at large, um, coming back around to concepts around owning your own record, whether it's your records of um, your learning continuum, your, uh, your health records, um, or anything along those spaces, at the end of the day, that information should be something that uh, each individual has the ability to control, um, share as they need, um, and then go off um, and, and kind of go through their daily life and, and the confidence in knowing, hey, I don't need to, to call up um, uh, the registrar of my school and pay $20 for them to tell me that I graduated with XYZ uh, certification or degree. Like that, mm -hmm. that's something that I know I own and it can be verified right here. Um, so those concepts, I think, will continue to get spread across um, other avenues, uh, not just monetarily speaking, if we're talking about something like Bitcoin or a, a store of value, but also um, other areas in the space as we keep moving forward um, in the coming years. Fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, I, I very much agree. I think even some of the uses we probably exactly envisage right now, but we're, we're definitely the way to get in there. I'm um, just wrapping up here, Scott. So it's been really interesting to hear your story. I'm really keen to try out your game um, when it's launched. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about if anyone's out there is interested in getting the game, yeah. um, how much does it cost and where yep, can they perfect. So uh, the website is shamory.com, S-H-A-M-O-R-Y. Um, and you'll be able to purchase it there. The cost is $14.99. Um, I also did go ahead and make a special 10% off code for anybody listening. Um, so that code is BEPODCAST10. I'm sure we can include it in the show notes as well. So feel free to, to drop that promo code in there and uh, enjoy 10% off your order. Um, shipping is worldwide. Um, so feel free, whether you're here in the States or in the UK, or like I mentioned, I've had orders from Canada, Australia. Um, so cool to see where they, they could go. Um, you could also connect with us um, on your various social channels. I'm mostly focused on Twitter right now. So the, the Shamari handle is play Shamari. Um, you can also find that on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then for myself, feel free to reach out to me. I'm Scott M. Sibley um, on Twitter as well and happy to, to engage and, and connect with any of you guys. Fantastic. So there you have it, guys. So if anyone's interested in trying out the game, especially at this moment when we're all at home, um, you've got your kids kind of you know pecking your head all the time, wanting to play computer games, it'd be nice to have a change from that maybe sit down and um, play play the um yep. the charmery game to kind of the other thing that about the uh, the next sorry about that i say the other thing if you're uh, if anybody's listening and you happen to be involved with a, a company in the space the other idea that i have in the back of my head that i'd love feedback on and uh, is as uh, hopefully world gets back to normal and, and for example conferences come keep coming back to life 
Um, a lot of these companies like bringing swag to their uh, their tables to give away. Um, a lot of the reports show that the most popular thing for people to, to grab are concepts around things that they can take back to their kids, like a, a game or a toy. Um, so if you're involved in the crypto industry and are interested in maybe a, a branded version of the game to be able to take to a, a conference or give out to prospects, um, I'm happy to have those discussions as well as, a, as an idea that I'm toying around with. Um, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, for anyone, com any companies out there listening, um, feel free to hit up Scott and get some personalized cards for your next conference. Um, okay, cool. Right. Well, um, thank you very much for your time, Scott. I think it's been a, a great listen um, for anyone out there who's, you know, interested in building something, you know, and it's, um, it's, it's a really cool idea in the fact that it can be carried around and transferred anywhere. So, you know, I'm really, really interested to see once I get a copy in my hand and maybe we'll, we'll come back and do another video. Perfect, that'd be awesome. Fantastic, right. Well, um, thank you very much for your time and um, yeah, look forward to, to seeing you. Thanks for having me and thanks for everybody for, uh, for listening along the way and look, don't hesitate to reach out. Happy to engage. Thank you. There you have it, guys. So um, that was Scott from Shamari. Um, thank you everyone for listening. As usual, and as mentioned, um, we'll put all the links and information in the description below. If you guys are interested in checking out the game, you can just check out the links and uh, try it out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Blockchain Enterprises podcast. We hope you can get inspired from Scott's story and his advice. If you guys wish to get more information about Shamari or wish to purchase a game, you can check out their website www.shamari.com That's S-H-A-M-O-R-Y.com um, Or you can hit him up in the social links given in the description below. And finally, if you guys are interested in learning more about how to generate revenue streams in the crypto space, build a business or find a job or if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of our podcast then visit our website at www.blockchainenterprisespodcast.com